0: A Different Edu podcast is brought to you by a Different
1: site.com.
0: So, oh, like that restaurant mentality. So, friendly people, delicious food, innovative ideas. Everything all the time is about connecting with people.
1: One of the things that makes teachers feel like quitting is the feeling that they are teaching alone teaching can be a very isolated job. This is only compounded by a scarcity of resources and a zero-sum game mentality that creates a competitive environment that keeps teachers apart. So the next few episodes of A Different Edge Podcast are hashtag Don't Alone. will be exploring how teachers and districts are coming together in familiar and surprising ways to be on the same team of promoting students' academic, social, and mental success. This is not only meant to be an informational podcast, but also a conversation and discussion about how we can support each other. If you have ideas, about how teachers can work together please use the hashtag don't teach alone we will be featuring posts in future episodes
0: a different edu podcast tells the stories of teachers making a difference
1: what they did and how they did it hosted by teacher and author Bill Manchester.
0: That restaurant mentality. So, friendly people, delicious food, innovative ideas.
1: This is a school leader in Columbus, Ohio, in the U.S. The restaurant mentality she is talking about. It's not a fancy metaphor.
0: My name is Juliana Carvey. I'm the food service director at Bexley City Schools.
1: When thinking about the primary mission of the school and how we support each other, the school cafeteria staff might not immediately come to mind. But in this district where an elementary, middle, and high school share the same campus and the same cafeteria.
0: The the kids that go to Cassingham, then the middle school and the high school, they will see the same people in the lunch line for those full 13 years. There is no other position in this district.
1: Taking the privilege of seeing students every school day for 13 years seriously means owning the responsibility for your part in creating an atmosphere that is conducive to learning. I noticed this shift in responsibility once during a staff professional development session. We had split into small groups in our building and I did not recognize one of the women in our group. I introduced myself, figuring she was perhaps a student teacher or an intern. Another teacher quickly stepped in. This is Ms. Jones and she is one of the cafeteria servers who see our kids every day. We were having discussions about school climate and equity and Julie saw to it that her staff were part of those discussions.
0: There are times where It's where it seems like an obvious fit, where we need to have food service um, integrated with what else is going on in the building. There are other times where it's clearly not an obvious fit. Like if the science teachers are talking about curriculum, food service doesn't need to be there. But when we're talking about um, maybe the culture and the climate of the school, uh, that's a great place for food service to be there. We are typically the first ones to see them in the morning. We see them every single day. Some of the kids, we see them twice a day. Um, And a lot of times lunch is the best part of their day five years ago six years ago I sat in front of the board and I said I want to be a child's person that they remember and they leave school because I read a read an article that said um, students remember or coach or their favorite teacher. Ten years out, like, and I was like, I need to be like, once one student a year. I need to be their person. And so, um, and I challenged my staff also to be that for a student per year. And always when we do um, performance evaluations, like learn the students' names. Part of our protocol: say the students' names when they come through. Like, oh, hey, Susie. I see you have milk and juice today. And people like to hear their names. Everything all the time is about connecting with people.
1: Julie's main goal and job description is about the nutritional well-being of the students.
0: And I really want every child to buy lunch. I mean, I, I'm not, I, I want them to enjoy school and all that, other, and, and like us, but really, I want every kid to eat a school lunch at school, because I think it's the best, um, it's it's typically like the healthiest food that they will come across. It is low sodium, low fat. Um, it is, um, they're not leaving campus. I think when they are on campus, they are safer. I think that, um, you know, a warm lunch is fun in somebody's belly.
1: But her whole child perspective and her knowledge that food is about more than just something you put in your stomach, put her in a position to come alongside teachers and students and new learning initiatives.
0: We had this high school girl, um, who was like, I want to have a Hispanic heritage celebration and this is what I want it to look like. And she really bled the charge yeah. so uh, she got with her um, teacher um, advocate and then j- just went through the system like this is what I want to do how do I get money what can we do for food and we problem-solved it on the ground um, uh, it was successful and beautiful
1: I got to experience the result of this work firsthand during lunch. I was listening to the Latin band that was playing in the courtyard in front of the school. Kiera, a former student of mine, came up to me and asked if I'd gotten the school lunch and tried the empanadas. They're my grandmother's recipe and I helped to make them, she told me. The front lawn was soon filled with students eating their empanadas and eventually singing and dancing to the incredible music from the band made up of South American immigrants.
0: we talk about food and heritage, we are super mindful to be culturally aware that we're not reductive, that we are not saying that a group of people is, is limited to and only about the food that they eat. Um, We we have a better understanding about that than that, but we also when we did when we did these two celebrations and as we do more celebrations going forward. um, There is uh, information to the students, there is information going out to the parents saying that we truly understand the full scope and why these things are important. Um, You know, we don't want to avoid talking about about it, um, but we really don't want to be reductive like, you know, this is. This is all one culture is about is tacos. That's not true. We want to make sure that we are culturally sensitive and aware, but also invite the conversation because oftentimes across the world, the way the entry into other people's culture is through the food.
1: So when presented with this request to have food services be part of the international education efforts of students and teachers, Julie and her team did not say, that's not our job. That's beyond the scope of what we're here to do. Julie and her team took advantage of the opportunity to be part of educating the whole child. This push from one student made students and teachers realize that this could be a regular way to fuse learning, food, and celebrations.
0: And then we had more conversations internally um, about what to do. with other upcoming events um, and the again a, a group of students chose to um, advocate for a Black History Month celebration and we pulled that all together <laughs> to make it happen. Our initial meeting is like, do you think you want to have and then I kind of filter that through what can we feasibly do Um, and then we come up with uh, some ideas and then they went back to their aunties and their mommies and whoever and their families um, and said this is what it looks like at a household size you know I was like okay let me blow that up that's what my job is let me expand that let me make that like into 600 servings and um, um, and some things are more feasible than others and we also try to pick a piece where the students are in the kitchen after school the night before creating some of the food. With the Heritage Month we had um, empanadas and the recipes were different people's families empanadas that the students made and then we had a banana pudding for the Black History Month celebration that the students were in there cutting up bananas, making the pudding cups, putting on the whipped cream.
1: It's worth revisiting here Julie's insistence on avoiding reductionism. Students who are excited about celebrating the heritage through culinary traditions were approaching her. Like all good teachers, she wanted to reward and recognize this initiative in learning, but also knew her responsibility in making sure the context was communicated as clearly as possible. When it comes to celebrating and even learning about cultures outside of teachers' experience, there's sometimes a fear of getting it wrong or not being authentic. This can cause teachers to avoid culturally sensitive topics they're not personally familiar with. While mistakes can still happen, Julia's example provides a model for how teachers can let student initiative drive these educational experiences in culturally appropriate ways. There's a lot of strong pedagogy going on here. We see the design cycle at work as students are presenting ideas, then revising them with Julie as to what will and won't work. We also see a beautiful shifting between student-driven learning and teacher-directed, or in this case, food service-directed director learning. Educational practices are sometimes bifurcated into either student-driven or teacher-driven. But in this instance, and many other educational opportunities, the strengths and resources of both the student and the teacher require a shifting back and forth of who is driving the learning forward. Don't teach alone is not just a catchy slogan, but also a reminder of how great learning happens when we are all working together. Students, teachers, parents, food service workers, and everyone involved of the life of a child. This has been a Different Edu podcast, brought to you by a DifferentEduSite.com. Special recognition in this episode is due to Kara Zamen, who was the student who led the initiative for the Hispanic Heritage Celebration and came up to talk to me about empanadas. We also want to recognize Mobby Ponce de Leon, who is was the faculty liaison for the project. A Latin music heard in this episode is courtesy of Leo Morales and Encasa Studios. The recordings played were from Leo and his ensemble. This is the group that had played at the lunch event, but the recordings were studio cuts, not live audio. For more information on Leo and his work, visit his website, www.leonardomoralesmusic.com.